Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer, a podcast series where our experts discuss the latest market developments and put the headlines in perspective to set you up for the coming day. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. My name is Lucia Chachulovic. I am an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I'm happy to be joined today by Helen Freer from Investment Writing with the Markets Wrap-Up, and Matthew Rashuti, Head of Equity Strategy, with his view on the earnings season. So let's get started. Helen, could you please give us an overview of what has happened in the markets? Yes, of course. Good morning, Lucia, and good morning to everybody listening. So equities rallied yesterday across the board. Let's start with the US markets, where the Dow Jones rose by 2.4%. The S&P 500 gained 2.8%, marking its best day for three weeks. And the best performing index, the Nasdaq Composite, returned a solid 3.1%. Within the S&P, in terms of sectors, telecommunications and industrials were the biggest outperformers, while utilities was the biggest underperforming sector, although all sectors posted a positive return over the day. And there were actually only around nine stocks in the entire benchmark that declined yesterday. The rally yesterday saw all three major indices trading above their 50-day moving averages for the first time since April. The US dollar softened again, extending this week's decline, and this also supported the equity rally. In Europe, there was also a sea of green. The Eurostoxx 50 returned 2.2%. Of the major indices, the best performer was the DAX, which gained 2.7% yesterday. And the lowest returns of the day were from the FTSE 100 and the Swiss market index, which returned just over 1%. In Treasury markets, U.S. Treasuries were weaker yesterday with some curve flattening, but the two and 10 year yield spread is still deeply inverted. Two and 10 year yields both rose yesterday for a second day and in overnight trading, they are steady with the two year yield at 3.23% and the 10 year yield at 3.02%. Oil prices eased after rising for the last three days as investors considered the data that pointed towards increasing U.S. inventories as well as the outlook for the U.S. dollar. In other news, the European Union is still concerned that Russia may stop supplying them with natural gas and so the EU is set to propose a voluntary 15% cut in natural gas use by member states from next month. The European Commission plans to announce a demand reduction plan today, and this goal would be mentioned as part of that plan. In the Conservative Party leadership race in the UK, Conservative members of Parliament will decide today which two candidates will be in the final runoff in the battle to replace Boris Johnson. The Foreign Secretary Liz Truss is now the favourite to join Rishi Sunak in the final vote. And we should find out who the next Prime Minister will be on the 5th of September. Chinese banks have held their main lending rates steady with no more easing from the central bank there, while the Bank of England is now considering a half-point interest rate hike in August, upping the pace there to fight record high inflation. This is according to the Governor Andrew Bailey, who was speaking yesterday at his annual Mansion House speech in London. Netflix reported earnings yesterday and said that they only lost 970,000 subscribers in the second quarter, which was much less than the 2 million that it had previously projected. On the back of this, Netflix shares surged more than 7% in after-hours trading. 
And there are lots of earnings due out today from companies including Tesla and Abbott Laboratories. In terms of economic data, UK inflation data out a few minutes ago showed year-on-year -year inflation to June was 9.4%. And we will also get Eurozone consumer confidence figures for July this afternoon. Following yesterday's rally, stocks in Asia are up so far today. When I looked a few minutes ago, the Nikkei was up by 2.6%, the Hang Seng had gained 1.6%, and the CSI 300 was trailing but was still up by 0.3%. And futures in both the US and Europe were also in the green a few moments ago. That's all from me today, so I wish you all a great day, and I hand back to you, Lucia. Thank you very much, Helen. Now, Matthew, over to you. The earnings season is in full swing. What is your take on the results so far? Thank you, Lucia, and also good morning uh, from my side. As you mentioned, uh, the U.S. earnings season has officially kicked off last week with the big banks reporting the quarterly results. Up to now, roughly 12% of the S&P 500 companies measured by market cap have reported earnings. And so far, the earnings have been rather on the weak side compared to previous quarters. Only roughly 65% of the companies have beaten earnings expectations, which is below the five-year average of 72%. The misses were concentrated in the more cyclical sectors, uh, with industrials and also financials reporting the lowest beat ratios. On the other side, we have the defensive uh, sectors, such as healthcare and also consumer defenses, which reported the highest uh, beat ratios so far. Although, you know, it's still early days to draw some final conclusions here. Given the increased macro concerns and also weak guidance so far, analysts have started to cut uh, the earnings estimates for the second half of this year. If you look at the earnings revisions ratio, which basically looks at the number of upgrades relative to downgrades in earnings, this ratio declined now to 0.4 times, meaning that the number of downgrades is outpacing the number of upgrades by a factor of more than two. Nevertheless, um, you know, if you look if you look at the current consensus forecast, they still imply new record margins to be reached in Q3 and beyond, which we think uh, will be will be very hard to achieve. Therefore, we expect the earnings numbers for the second half of the year, as well as next year, to be revised down significantly um, over the coming weeks and months. Just shortly here on banks, um, there we have most of the results already in and can draw some final conclusions. Overall, the banks reported a strong increase in net interest income driven by improving interest margin and also improving loan growth. This helped to offset uh, some of the weakness um, in the investment banking revenue side. The capital ratios also improved uh, compared to last quarter, but most banks temporarily hold the share buybacks given the rising macro risks out there. We think overall, you know, the setup for banks in the second half of this year will be more challenging as the tailwinds from higher bond yields will ease and we might see an increase in credit risks um, down the road. The major part of, of the companies in the S&P 500 are yet to report, so we're still in early days in the earnings season. Um, and the results of consumer names will be especially watched for indication about the health of consumer demand and also um, overall the health of the US economy. That's all from my side and we'll step back to you, Lucia. Thank you, Matthew. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again soon. Goodbye for now. 
You have been listening to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, or our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbear.com. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation, or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives, or other products, or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.